We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is September 23rd, 2019. And if you are listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marston Brothers podcast. First off, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a while since the last time we've seen each other. We have taken a little hiatus. It was vacation time for each of the Marston Brothers. I am back. I've had a wonderful three weeks off from podcasting. Out of those three weeks, I had an opportunity to have a wonderful vacation over to Bermuda, which is one of those places that if you haven't had an opportunity to visit that place, you definitely need to make sure that you visit it because beautiful beaches, beautiful atmosphere, very laid back, very cool, calm collective. So I definitely recommend you guys do that. It was also my daughter's second birthday, so we actually started celebrating that on the trip. So, you know, she lived like a queen. She loves airplanes, so you know, she had an opportunity to meet the pilot. She also had an opportunity to be able to go on an airplane. She stayed up as late as she wanted for the most part. She hung out, hung out with mom and dad the whole time. She slept in her bed. She got to watch shows all night long. She ate ice cream. She ate cookies. So that two-year-old was having a her time of her life. So she was definitely loving becoming a two-year-old. What else is going on? We are potty training Ophelia right now. So she is... She's getting good at it. She's getting good at it. I've got to say she's probably about 75% successful. So we did a you know, retreat where all we did this whole weekend was stay at home and just urge her to use the restroom. And my wife is so good at that. And she is starting to celebrate. She's starting to enjoy it. So hopefully pretty soon that means we'll be able to get away from the diapers, which means little extra savings in the pocket that can never be too bad and really just trying to relax trying to enjoy the little bit of the time off so can't complain can't complain at all also for those sports fans i think since the last time we spoke it is now football season for college and the nfl so my saturdays and sundays and mondays and thursdays are now back so i apologize ahead of time Leah, you had your husband for about seven months, but it's football season again, so we will reconvene in February. <laughs> but no, it's nice that football season is back upon us. I get to hang out in the man cave, go back watching on the projector. So definitely missed that place, and I'm glad that I'm back to it. But those are a lot of the big things going on. So Wanted to just touch base just to let you guys know how things were. So I had an opportunity to go to one of my Capasai meetings. I had an opportunity to meet with the brothers. We had a nice little retreat over in Savannah. So that was a good time. So I was out of time for that weekend as well. And then this past weekend, I had to face reality again by doing the good old yard work. But we were able to do that. Again, it was good times all around. And... 
I really missed you guys. So I am itching to get back to podcasting again. I want to try to get another episode out. So thank you in advance, ladies and gentlemen, my MVP crew for tuning in for another episode. We're going to have another current events episode. So I've got two episodes, two different items that I want to discuss. And it's solo for me right now. So as you see, it's just M to the first power right now. Marvin's got a lot of stuff going on. So he'll, he says hi, but he'll definitely reach out to you guys when he gets a chance. And Christopher is doing his thing up in Vero. So, you know, we're, we're making it work, but M to the first power, we'll make sure we represent. So with that being said, let's go off to the two articles that I want to talk about. So article number one, this is an article that comes out of the periodical called Popular Mechanics. And the name of this article is Troops Could Have Night Vision Injected in Their Eyes. This is an article written by Kyle Mizukami, and it was written about 11 hours ago. So let's read and let's discuss. So, in the near future, U.S. troops could trade in their night vision goggles for a direct eye injection that allows them to see in the dark. The process being developed by scientists in both the U.S. and China has already proven successful in laboratory mice. The researchers are confident that it would work in humans, too. Today, U.S. troops wear large goggles to see in the dark. The devices use infrared sensors to pick up on heat sources, painting an image of a person's surroundings based on radiated warmth. Night vision goggles, while effective, are also expensive, bulky, and require electrical power to operate. Night vision goggles also heavily restrict the wearer's field of view, making it similar to viewing the world through a pair of toilet paper tubes. That can create a false perspective of the wearer's surroundings, which in wartime could prove dangerous. In a study from the University of Massachusetts Medical School, researchers injected nanoparticles that converted infrared light into visible light into the eyes of mice. Those mice were then placed in a maze along with mice who didn't have the injections and were able to find their way out of the maze. The nanoparticles bound to the photoreceptors of the mice's eyes and provided night vision for up to 10 weeks without any ill effects. Xu Tian, a scientist based in China, is quoted as saying he definitely thought it would work in humans. There are a number of issues that have to be addressed before this could deploy with U.S. troops. For one, until scientists perform human trials, we don't know how effective these nanoparticles are and how well humans will see in the dark. It's subpart to the current night vision goggle technology, we don't know if it could be meaningfully improved. And if this only lasts 10 weeks, it'll require frequent reinjections to soldiers stationed in combat zones, often in grubby, somewhat unsanitary conditions. Plus, eyeball injections will make even the toughest soldiers weak in the knees. On the other hand, if the injection goggle, if the injectable night vision does work, it means no longer buying expensive night vision goggles. And that means one less power-hungry electronic system in the battlefield, reducing the need for batteries. It'll lighten the soldier's load, making troops more mobile and less fatigued. It promises a much wider view for soldiers that matches their daytime vision, giving them equal situational awareness day or night. So that's the article, and 
I wanted to see what you guys thought. To me, this is, it's interesting technology. I think that modern science is giving us opportunities that we never would have imagined we would have been able to have. What do I think about the pros and cons to this? So I, I get where the article is coming from. Yes, you know, whenever I see movies, we always see people in night vision goggles. Yes, they do seem bulky, but I'm just thinking about injecting something into my eye. And I mean, I had LASIK surgery. And again, I, I recommend it to everybody if you're a candidate for it. But I'm just thinking, how would it be if somebody were to inject things into my eye? I mean, with LASIK surgery, it was more of looking at the way that my eye was shaped and trying to make it so that I had 20-20 vision. It wasn't an injection of any items into the eye. It was just maneuvering and manipulating the, the shape of the eye so that I'd be able to see properly. But injecting items into my eyeball and those items then are able to patch together to be able to, you know, form. It really does sound sci-fi like. Another thing that I think of is, is this going, how is this going to affect you during the daytime? Because, you know, again, I am not one of these soldiers so i can't pretend to say that i know how it is but i just know during tv shows when you had the night vision goggles and all of a sudden you you know shine a blight flashing light in front of it it almost blinds the individual so i don't know how that is going to affect these same soldiers who are using it at night how it's going to affect them during the day so does that mean that at night these guys are up and they're doing things but during the daytime they have to be in complete darkness. When I'm reading the article, it says here, night vision goggles, the way that they work is they're able to use infrared sensors to pick up on heat sources, painting an image of a person's surroundings based on radiated warmth. But again, for some reason, when I imagine night vision goggles, I imagine that you're able to see dark stuff really, really easily. But then all of a sudden, when you're in the light, it it's just too bright and you've got to take off those goggles. So would these nanoparticles have that same effect when you are looking in the daytime? So that's number one. Number two, who would feel comfortable enough to actually participate in one of these trials to see how it works in humans? And something like eyesight is so special and i just think to myself would i ever imagine life without being able to open my eyes and see and where is the risk reward where where does that fall on the balance maybe it's different i mean with lasik i mean there are so many people that go through lasiks and eventually once you know i was able to interview the physician once i was able to research on my own, I felt somewhat comfortable because there were lots of individuals who have been underneath the, the laser for the actual procedure. And something like this, you know, all I imagine is having somebody having a big old, a big old syringe and needle, and I see stuff squirting out of it, 
walk towards you, try to get to your eye, and all of a sudden try to keep your eyeballs open. And that is just a frightening thought. And I'm sure it's going to be a lot more sterile, and I'm sure that the process is going to be you know, a lot quicker. But I'm just very fearful. That's the image that I get in my head when I think about an individual getting injected with these nanoparticles. So that's something that's pretty interesting as well. And then, you know, it's good that they're testing this in mice, but again, like what the article says, you know, do these nanoparticles react a certain way with mice and then with humans, is it going to work differently? And then the amount of time that you may have to re-inject your eyeballs to have that full vision, I don't know if if it's something that's only going to be good for 10 weeks, if I would want to do that five times a year, unless it's, again, I can't just imagine that. Like I, yes, I can put in contacts. I did that just fine. But in the beginning it was kind of tough. And then, but just getting an injection five times a year, I don't know. I kind of feel like the goggles are, I, I would like to go through something least invasive because I know that my eye will be okay. So those are some of my thoughts about that article. I think it is very interesting, and I would be very interested in seeing where this goes into the future. And if it starts off with the military, and the military makes it work, and it works out fine, when and how long will it take for everyday common human beings to be able to have access to this type of technology? So very interesting to say at least. I think that you know policemen would be able to benefit from that. I think that you know individuals who work at nights would benefit with that. You know, I see maybe hunters who are hunting at night, or just anybody who you know spends more time at night than the daytime being able to have their work. I think would be able to really benefit from this. So we'll see where things come after this article. So. That was article number one. Article number two, this is a CNN article. There was a, I don't know if any of you guys had an opportunity to look at this at Anderson Cooper at some point last week, but the name of this article is the U.S. Navy just confirmed these UFO videos are the real deal. So this first off was written by Scotty Andrew. This was written on September 18th, 2019, so fairly recent. So first off, there is a uh, video, and on the video, it has a recording of a Navy pilot who is, you know, just going through the air doing exercises, all of a sudden seeing some sort of unidentified flying object and is just very interested and has never seen anything like that. So I think without further ado, and I just want to read the story so that you guys can hear for yourselves what you guys think. So the U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged footage purported to show UFOs hurtling through the air. And while officials said they don't know what the objects are, they're not indulging any hints either. The objects seen in three clips of a declassified military footage are unidentified aerial phenomena, Navy spokesperson Joe Gradisher confirmed to CNN. The clips, released between December 2007 and March 2018, 
by To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences appear to show fast-moving oblong objects captured by advanced infrared sensors. In footage from 2004, sensors lock on a target as it flies before it accelerates out of the left side of the frame too quickly for sensors to relocate it. Two of the videos, both from 2015, contain audio from U.S. fighter pilots attempting to make sense of what they're seeing. It's an effing drobe, bro, a pilot says to the colleague in the first clip. My gosh, they're all going against the wind. Look at that thing, dude. Gratisher said the Navy's transparency about unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAP, is largely done to encourage trainees to report incursions they spot in the airfield, which threatens pilot safety. This is all about frequent incursions into our training ranges by UAPs, he said. Those incursions present a safety hazard to the safe flight of our aviators and security of our operations. The public clips capture just a fraction of the frequent incursions Navy training ranges see, he says. For many years, our aviators didn't report these incursions because of the stigma attached to previous terminology and theories about what may or may not be in those videos, he said. The only way to find out what those UAPs are, he said, is to encourage trainees to report them when you see them. So, what do you all think about that? So, I got this article because I'm a part of my family group. And, you know, in the family group, we share articles. We share current events about what's going on. We just talk. And this was something that was sent to me by, you know, my brother-in-law, Rod. So. When he sent this out and I saw how the family members reacted to the news, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, this is something that's been out there for a while. Yes, you know, it's nice that people are actually admitting to it, you know. So, you know, I figured that's two out of maybe nine or ten people in that chat. So, you know, is that a good representation of what we see and think about when we talk about UFOs. For me, what do I think? Do I think that there are other celestial beings and that we are the only human race and that there aren't any other inhabitants anywhere else? Uh, I mean, if we ended up discovering a new human life form, would I be freaked out? Would I go crazy? Would I you know, all of a sudden think that the world is coming to an end. I don't think I would think that. I, I would think that, you know, it's interesting. I would think that, yes, the world is that much bigger. And to know that we have other beings in the universe, you know, doesn't, you know, seem that far from from being believable. But, you know, at the same time, could this be, again, just, you know, secret types of studies, secret types of military footage from agencies, and maybe the U.S. Navy just wasn't aware of what was going on in the airspace. Yeah, that could happen too. So one way or another, you know, I look at it as news. I look at it as as something that's interesting. I look at it as, you know, something to keep my mind off of things, but I don't really spend too much time, you know, losing sleep over something like that. Would do I think that the world is coming to an end or that we're going to be taking over? You know, again, I, I just look at this information as news and I look at the news for what it's worth. 
And I think it's interesting and it's definitely a great topic of conversation to have with individuals. And when you're looking at these videos, it does make you say, hmm. But I think what's interesting is that this is the first that I can remember of a government agency actually acknowledging that there may be items that they are not aware of. And this is something that has spread through media, through, I think, somewhat credible sources. You know, most of the time when you hear people talking about UFOs, you think of people who mentally may not be the most stable. You think of individuals who may be under the influence of some sort of paraphernalia. But when you put together U.S. Navy and you tie that to a credible news source, I think all of a sudden it gives you credence and I think it gives some credibility to the information that people have talked about for years and years and years. So that is what I think is interesting is that this is now reached mainstream through a credible source and you have individuals in the Navy who are acknowledging and they are not denying it. So that I think is very interesting. And I feel like if this is the beginning of more information that's being shared, I say, watch out. I think that's very interesting to say the least. So that, that was my thoughts on article number two. And I think that if there is more to what we see and what we're aware of in the world, you know, I do want us to get to the bottom of it. I do think it'd be interesting for us to be able to learn more and just expand our horizons. And if there is technology that's out there that seems like it's so much more advanced, could that technology help us here on Earth? So that's my thoughts on that as well. So we went over two articles. I, you know, again, what are some things that we could leave with you? as far as the articles that we discussed. So article number one, again, troops could have night vision injected into their eyes. You know, my, you know, both of these uh, articles kind of discuss science, technology, and a potential advancement of things that we have. So with number one, you know, what are some things that could affect my decision to get night vision nanoparticles injected in me, I think it would be, you know, let's have a couple of people do this first. Uh, how, you know, what are the ill effects of daytime versus night? And, you know, is it something that's manageable? And, you know, with that being said, who, how can this affect, you know, your normal everyday human beings in a positive light? So. I think that, you know, yes, it's good that we have these studies in mice, but I'm not going to be the first person to get injected. I think for now I'd be okay with wearing the camera and having that helmet and just being able to see things that way. The second article, again, U.S. New Navy confirms, you know, pretty much saying that UFOs are real. Again, this can open up the can of worms, and I think that maybe this is the beginning of multiple videos that may come out about you know, things that we are just not aware of. And for me, I'm probably leaning more towards, you know, there's, there's different types of technologies that may be 
researched and that people are aware it is maybe something that is made in the world and it's just certain people are privy, certain people aren't privy. If it did end up being something that was out of this world, literally, you know, I, I say, hey, let's take advantage of it. Let's eat some popcorn. Let's see where things go and let's see how far that technology here can be affected because of the technology that we find there. So, again, we have another great episode of the MVP. And I want to thank all of our viewers for subscribing to us. Again, some ways that you can share your love with us is, one, go to our YouTube page. It's going to be Marcel Brothers. Feel free to check out all the YouTubes of previous episodes that we have. Please feel free to leave comments so that, you know, we are able to look and see what you guys like and continue to make the content that we have now. In addition to that, we are also on all of your major podcast mediums. So whatever your favorite podcast medium is, feel free to log into that. Leave an awesome five-star rating for us review and feel free to again give us some comments you can also contact us at marcelandbrothers at gmail.com i do check the emails pretty often so please feel free to check that out show us some love show us what you like show us what you don't like again as a podcast we are growing more and more and more and it's because of people like you who help us become better podcasters and finally please share this information with your family and friends the more people who have this information the more that our podcast and our recordings get to be showcased in front of the world. So please, please, please share this information. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to make more podcast subscriptions because of that. All right. I think this is probably one of our shorter episodes. But again, I just wanted to make sure that I reached out to you guys. Signing off for the Marcelin Brothers Cube. It is myself, Harry Patrick Marcelin, a.k.a. Junior, a.k.a. the oldest one, a.k.a. the man, a.k.a. you know what we do. And representing as M to the one power, we are out and we will see you next week. Thank you guys again for being able to listen to us and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.